talk with the six men. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better, that's every minute, every second Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real feel never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, man. It's been a minute. I've been real busy. Um, life has definitely came at me um, in, a, in, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, I recently got laid off. Um, it was somewhat of a blessing, though. Um, I'm, 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 I'm to the point where I'm starting to learn how to look at things and be able to see the bigger picture when things happen. Um, you know, definitely, I'm a true believer that things happen for a reason. And so I'm definitely um, sure that this particular situation happened for a reason. Um, and I'm grateful about it, though, because I, I, met, I, met I met some great people, um, worked with some great people. Um, I'm still connected to those people, like I've always been throughout the years of my professional career working with people you know still been connected stay um keep that relationship and just uh you know just trying to keep it moving been busy you know with the holidays and um just grinding just just been grinding and then life you know life always just shows up when we least expect it life is just like here you go you see how you gonna handle this, and so I think that for the most part, I've been doing really well with handling adversity um, and just dealing with certain life challenges in general. And I always tell people that um, challenges build character, build your character. I mean, I think that when a challenge happens in your life, it's a test of your character to see how you going see how you gonna respond and for the most part i think that i've been positively responding to a lot of the challenges in my life i hate to say negative things because you know again when we label something as negative we tend to automatically look at that life lesson as it being negative when it probably is just a life challenge 
trying to see how you know our character is going to receive it and then how we respond to it so for the most part i just been laying low um i did have a few people reach out to me though um who have been listeners from day one so i appreciate them a few people reached out to me and was like i've noticed you ain't you ain't did it you ain't did some episodes in a minute i was like yeah it's been a minute i've been i've been chilling um again just life in general happens and sometimes you gotta prioritize what's more important and i know consistency is key but at the end of the day you know your life your livelihood um family you know it, it's a lot of it's a lot of things that's that's more important that you got to put um in the forefront of your mind at some point sometimes anyway um and so i'm back i'm back uh, a few people asked me um, you know where I've been has everything been okay and I'm like yeah everything good you know I don't I don't want people to think that because I haven't recorded in a while that something's wrong nothing's wrong I mean everything everything is good I mean everything is what it's supposed to be at this point but I'm glad y'all you know um, continue to listen continue to support um, because it seems like for me it's important to talk about things that um, that impact me as well I mean I want to be an impact But I tend to talk about things That impact me as well And I and I saw something um, Charlemagne the God And Meek Mill um, Like he had a concert Here And um, They were talking And I remember Meek Mill Kind of talking about pill popping kind of talking about how, how much drugs he was taking on a daily basis and um, Charlemagne thought it was important that he talked about that because it was just a, a rapper um, I don't know these young rappers names but y'all know who he is young rapper who just died um, I think it was from a drug overdose as well and Charlemagne was telling Meek Mill how he thought it was important that he was kind of talking about it. Um, but I can remember somebody in Meek Mill's camp who was behind the camera. Meek Mill was like, oh, you think I'm saying too much? You think I'm giving him too much? He was like, man, fuck that. I mean, I'm just going to give it to him how I can give it to him. And I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm not going to ever say that I've been like a big Meek Mill fan. I mean, I'm, I've listened to his music. Um, over the years And I'm not gonna ever say That I'm like One of the You know One of Meek Mill's Biggest fans But What I would say is I I, I can relate to um, I can relate to How he speaks He speaks Straight from his heart He don't He don't cut He don't cut What he say And he don't Sugarcoat it at all And I remember him Saying that Um one of his homies was, I guess, saying that he 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 thought Meek was doing too much, so to speak. And Meek was like, oh, you think I'm saying too much? And Meek was like, nah, fuck that shit. People need to know what's going on. And they do. So Meek Mill, you know, kind of talked about um, his regiment on how he popped pills and how he did what he did. And I think Charlemagne was, you know, kind of asking him what would help him 
not to do it so much or not to do it anymore. And Meek was just like, you know, it was him. You know, it was a decision that he made. You know, it was something that he kind of thought about and was like, he, you know, he ain't want to do it no more. Which, which is, which is always a good thing. You know, when you can, when you can really look at your own life, look at your own body, and tell that you're doing something to your own body that's not good for you, and you being able to say, hey, you know what? Enough is enough. That's that's excellent because it's not a not it's not a lot. It's not a lot of us who can can determine that for ourselves. And it's not a lot of people who can gauge whether they need to be off drugs or not doing something personally in their life. I mean, it's not a lot of people that can really see what's going on with them and recognizing that they need to switch it up. And so I thought that was important that he talked about how he made a personal decision to, you know, not want to do certain things anymore. I thought it was very important, very, very important. And so I think for me, for the most part, um, what I kind of want to talk about is uh, that same very thing, you know, understanding, you know, when enough is enough in our own personal lives. And I'm not just talking about you know, just Percocets or drugs or things of that nature. I'm just talking about anything. It could be drugs. It could be um, our job. It could be a family member. Um, it could be people that we, you know, so-called friends, you know, people who are in our circle. I mean, just knowing when something's not good for you and, and just knowing when to cut it off. Totally. I mean, I think for the most part, a lot of these um Younger kids, younger generation needed to hear um, Meek Mill speak about, you know, popping pills and Percocets and things of that nature and, and understanding that, you know, it wasn't, it's not a good thing. Um, Meek Mill did say that he had never saw, you know, a millionaire or somebody who was very, very successful just popping pills and just killing themselves all the time. He said, it, it, just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, because it's not, that's not reality. I mean, that's really... Not reality. I mean, I don't know or I haven't seen a lot of successful people, you know, whether it be on TV, whether it be on social media. I haven't seen or heard a lot of successful people that's still successful, that's still relevant, who just automatically, you know, consume a whole bunch of drugs and just, you know, tearing their life up. I don't know a lot of them that do that. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure there's, there's a few of them, a handful that might you know, got their own vices and, you know, do what they do. But I don't think, you know, they let it consume them or overwhelm them to the point where it damages who they are in terms of um, their professionalism or their career. Now, granted, there's been a couple folks out there, you know, who have, you know, succumbed to, you know, this very thing. And I think that, again, you know, we got to pay attention to, those individuals as well as their experience that they've had you know to make them you know kind of fall down and not get up so to speak and kind of look at that and and and, and reiterate that to ourselves like damn that could have been me or or shit that could be me if i don't stop doing what i'm doing and i look at that a lot i mean especially 
with the younger generation and I had a conversation um, this was a while ago with a young lady um, in regards to you know the influence and the impact that music has when it comes to our young people and I failed to realize the impact that it really had I mean me personally I failed to realize the impact that music has on society and the young people as as a as a whole overall and I was just talking to my man my man T T man and um you know we we were in the truck and we were just basically talking about how you know um listening to the older music you know rap a lot scarface you know that kind of you know era of music you know where it's still relevant today but it's not relevant with the younger generation because it's not something that they grew up. It's not an era that they grew up in. So they wouldn't relate to a lot of the music that myself and my man T, you know, still listen to. And when we listen to that type of music, it takes us back to a certain place. And and it allows us to remember and reflect, you know, where we've come from, you know, where we've been to where we are now and recognize, you know, why we made certain changes in our lives to kind of still be here i mean because in order to continue to be um present you know in order to continue to still be here you have to make certain changes i mean you can't stay the same way um i mean you can you you can and and you can't stay the same way and and life is going to give you what it's going to give you and you know you can't keep blaming shit that's going on with you on other people. You you you, you got to solely put it on yourself. Cause at some point, you know, we we got to switch it up. Like I got a few homies in my circle, man, where you know we've all had you know struggles. We've all had things that we had to deal with, and we had to also recognize that it was some shit going on that. You know, it had nothing to do with nobody else. It had solely to do with us. It had solely to do with us. And we had to make a change. And when I say we, I'm just talking about, um, you know, collectively as a group. You know, because I, I got a strong group of core group of guys, man. You know, including my brother, my man L. I mean, you know, people don't see L that much, but... L still out here, you know, and I would consider L my brother, you know, um, you know, coming up on six. I mean, me and L, you know, we 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 uh we experienced life a lot together, you know. My brother and I experienced life um a lot together as well, but me and L Boogie, man, we we experienced a lot of life together, man. Whether it be, you know, um, just out there socially. Or, you know, just dealing with, you know, some real shit. And, um, you know, my core group, man, you know, T-Man, Cool, Hood, um, the brothers, Captain Dickie, GP, uh, Brill, um, <laughs> Bobby. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. It's, a, it's, it's about 20 of us, man, that, that we, we, we've been... We've been going strong for over two decades. You know what I'm saying? 
and um, the history is serious. I mean, we got a homie who who passed that um, it affected us. I mean, I think him passing in some way, shape, or form with each individual in our group, it affected it affected us in different ways. And um, I, you know, I I can't really um, get too deep on how this man um, touched everybody individually. Um, but I know for me, you know, it, it was just, um, again, it it, it it touched me in a way where I understood that it was some things that I had to switch up, you know. And so rest in peace to my man, Leroy. Um, Leroy definitely... <laughs> was an individual if you if you knew Leroy um you had to really get to know Leroy because he wasn't like your average individual I mean smart um very knowledgeable um but um from a I want to say from a uh from a from a in his mind aspect disrespect if, if if he felt like you you was disrespecting him, if he felt like you was disrespecting one of his boys, um, somebody that he respected, then you know there was no, um, you 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 didn't know what you was gonna get from him, and when and when he and when he served it to you, it was you you needed to be ready. I'm gonna just say that, and and I've seen him in action on on multiple occasions and we also you know seen um him um in a very um traumatic way and the event that happened it affected a lot of us i mean it affected our core group and it affected you know friends outside of the core group because the situation happened at a at a cookout at, at one of our annual you know cookouts down at uh, Kenworth Kenworth Park and the incident itself was 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 fucked up and um it you know it kind of changed my my outlook on you know on life in general in terms of you know moving forward i mean this 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 incident is an incident where again it affected people outside of our core group and there was a lot of people that was upset um and i'm not gonna say you know hated me but it was a lot of people who knew that that was my man and you know it was a few people who was you know a little disappointed that he carried it the way he did on that particular day and I don't want to get into the particulars of what happened, but if you, if you listening to this and you know me and you know my core group, and you know about our cookouts from Nova Avenue to Fort Washington Park, um, to the the pool parties, you know, um, in Upper Marlboro, um, and and then you know, the the couple events that we had down at Kenilworth Park, then you know this situation, and you know that. You know that 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 situation affected a lot of people, um, and so 
you know, my message is basically, you know, just learning when to when to switch it up. You know, when to know what's good for you and what's not good for you. And again, when I say rest in peace, Leroy, man, I mean he he um he he had he got into a situation and um it, it was fatal. It was fatal. And I think when when we saw it on the news, when I got the phone call and I looked at the news, it hurt me. I was like, dang. And it was just in the manner of of how he, you know, passed and, you know, that whole situation that he was involved in. And it just made you think about dying, like, is is every is every instance, is every battle, is every emotion worth that last final minute of your life like just not knowing if that can be the 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 flat line for you at that moment and and you know when you look at other people it make you think it really makes you think about what the fuck you doing out here and i know for me it does for me and i know him losing him as a friend as a homie i mean when we first met um you know it was already a few stories circulating between him and myself meaning i had already you know in my core group i had already solidified kind of who i was in the group and while he was locked up you know he would get messages through his core group of kind of you know oh yeah man k-dog this and the homie man whoop de whoop de whoop and i know for a fact when he got when he got out and he came home he wanted to meet this K-Dog. He wanted to meet this person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, man. He wanted to meet me, man. And so when we met, um, I would say that, um, you know, as grown men, you 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 tend to have your um your thoughts, you know. And um I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, um, you know, people tend to not realize you know people tend not to realize what what life is and so I just feel like um, people don't understand that if you are in a situation where you know you kind of you know don't pay attention to life the way you should it, it can lead you to a road where you you might not make it. And that that's kind of what happened with Leroy. He got into a situation and he didn't make it. And, and it made me think about, you know, life overall and and what we do. The, I lost a good friend, man. I'm going um, to take a quick break and I'll be back with the rest of my message. This is a journey. It's, it's a process. And, and I know that you think that you know everything now. And out of the abundance of what you think, you speak. But sometimes if you would just hold your peace and realize that how you see it today may not be how you see it five years from now, and you will have damaged everybody with wrong information because you thought it was an experience 
and it's a journey. Just captivated by these newest methods of mines And it's just fuel to the flame of this aggression of mines And just like fine wine, boy, we get better with time Cause I'm just moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, yeah I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, yeah I learned my lesson, what a price to pay And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today Cause I'm just moving, moving, Cause I be, cause I be I'm cruising, cruising, cause I be, cause I be I learned my lesson, what a price to pay Myself, gotta live and let go. No regrets, forgiveness in my heart, never no stress. Mellow breeze, AOT, we the best. No Cali, on this road to riches for a minute. Hey, mileage, had some bustle on the way, guess who couldn't hold on? Sad to say, times got real. Look who didn't stay true. Who you? This ain't no shade, just venting. No offense, forgot to mention you was my brother from another. Nothing but love for you. Hope you shine. I've been told you nothing, no, no one gon' ever stop mine. Oh no, this my prime time grind. Hey, move. I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, moving, moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, cruising, cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. sentimental moment because um, that was my man Air Roy Leroy um, that was my man Joe and you know that 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 event um, it, it kind of in so many words it changed my life it, it made me feel like I really had to really start looking at life particularly for what it was in that moment 
each individual situation because life can change at a at a at a moment's notice, man. Like and and and, and that changed his life because he he got caught up. He caught a charge. Um, he actually had to go to jail for that situation, Kenilworth Park, and um, it changed for like a temporary moment. Of how a few people looked at me and kind of who I associated myself with, and I'm not gonna say that it made it, it tarnished my my image or my character, but it made people look at me like, "Damn, you hang with a nigga like this." And again, I mean, I'm not gonna get into what happened. Again, if if you know Kenneth Park, if you know, you know our our, our um our annual cookouts. If you've been to our annual events, Nova Avenue, Fort Washington Park, pool parties in Upper Marlboro, um, I mean, shit, we even did parties down at um, DC Tunnel. So, I mean, you know, if you know our circle, you know, you know the event, and you know what happened, and it literally changed um, the landscape of how I look at things, but getting back to what Meek Mill was saying, um, he was just basically like, it's no need to sugarcoat shit no more. You know, we need to tell these youngins, you know, what it is to be popping pills and to be taking drugs and, you know what I'm saying, on a daily basis. I mean, he was he was explaining how he, he was popping, you know what I'm saying, 12 Percocets a day. And, I mean, actuality, you know, that shit, you know, your body can't handle that. Your kidney and your pancreas can't handle that type shit. And that's why a lot of times when we get drugs, even if it's medication for, you know, common ailments that we may have, I mean, the 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 the, the instructions will tell you specifically, you know, take this medication with with food. Take this medication with whatever, you know. I mean, it'll it'll give you the warning signs of what of what you need to do, and I think you know for the most part, you know, um, you know, just looking at life overall, you know, we gotta literally be able to know and identify when we gotta switch shit up because we can't keep blaming shit on other people. You know, we can't keep blaming shit that's going on in our life. And blame it on others. We just can't do it no more. I mean, it used to be cool that we can be like, man, this nigga did this. That's why I'm fucked up. Or this nigga did that. That's why I'm fucked up. Or she did this. That's why I'm fucked up. Nah, you can't. You can't do that no more because ultimately you made the decision to 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 put yourself in whatever situation you was in. You can't keep blaming other people, man. And I think that's part of the issue with. These younger people, because they get caught up in the fact that they see their mother, their father, their uncle, their brother, their cousin, you know, saying the same shit, and it resonates with them, and they feel like, you know, it's the easy way out to say the same shit. Oh, this nigga did this. That's why I'm fucked up. No, nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, the shit that we are in is because we did it 
and we not man or woman enough to look in the mirror and recognize that it's us. And we are the reason why we're in the shit that we in. Period, point blank. There's no, there's no other way to look at it. And knowing, knowing when to change it up, knowing when to change the mindset is vital. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy to do. It's not going to be an easy process. But it's something that has happened. It, it, it has to happen at some point. I mean, when we look at the murders in D.C. right now in this area, it's like 160. And they say that um, it's at 160. And I think the latest statistics was uh, 80, 80%. 80% of the homicides are unsolved. And and just like when um just like when Jay Prince was talking to Larry Hoover on the phone back on the Ghetto Boys um album back in nineteen ninety six, you know, Larry Hoover was saying this shit ain't it ain't just in, uh, unfortunate. It's 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 by design. You know what I'm saying? And I remember him saying by he was like by 20, I think he said 20, 2015, they gonna had 70% of our people locked up. And I mean, it's 2019. So can you imagine how many more of our people are locked up or, or have some type of parole or some type of life experience that's holding them back from being able to move forward in their life? I mean, shit is crazy out here. I mean, it's not even... It's not even all about being locked up. You can be locked up in your own house. You can be locked up in your own mind. You can be locked up in your own body. Just doing shit that you know ain't right for you. I mean, it's people that's overweight that know that they overweight. When they look in the mirror, they see the shit every day. But don't want to do what's necessary to change the shit. And, 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 and these people know that that shit is unhealthy. I don't want to sugarcoat nothing. You look in the mirror every day and see that you are overweight and you don't do shit about it. You say, oh, I'm going to stop drinking. Oh, I'm going to stop eating this. Oh, I'm going to stop doing this. And you might do it for a week, two weeks, a month, shit, even three months. And then you revert back because why? You're more comfortable doing it the way you've been doing it. But what the fuck result have you been getting from that? Nothing. You haven't been getting anything from that. So why continue that that cycle of bullshit? And that's pretty much where we at. Continuing the cycle of violence. Continuing the cycle of not wanting to be in our child's lives. Continuing the cycle of not wanting to do right. Continuing the cycle of you know, not wanting to respect you know somebody else's space. You know, continuing all this bullshit, and you ending up. With the same shit you was ending up with, you know, beforehand. But you still doing the same shit. You might got you a better job. You might got you a better 
lady friend, you might got you a better man, you might got a better living situation, but you still ultimately doing the same bullshit, expecting something else to happen. That's insanity, man. That's the definition of insanity. Doing the same shit, expecting something else to happen. It's not. It's not. It's not gonna happen. You gotta. You gotta change your mindset. You have to. You gotta know when to switch it up. And I know it's not easy, man. I know it is not easy to um, identify when. We got to do something different, but society, social media, Donald Trump, and I hate to bring his, this cocksucker up, but Donald Trump might have been one of the best things that happened to the United States in a long time. And the reason why I say that is because he has provided an outlet for people to pay attention to politics more than they ever have in life, ever. When Obama was in office, people paid attention to politics. Just for the simple fact that it was a black man in office. And when we paid attention, we saw what Obama went through. We saw that just because he was black and just because he was president, didn't mean shit these people still push the envelope push their agenda and didn't give a fuck about him or his title and gave him a hard way to go the entire time he was in office and people didn't pay attention to politics as much they they might have voted for him they might they probably didn't vote for him i mean i remember when he became president, man, I remember doing security down at the Warner Theater. Um, Usher had a private concert at the Warner Theater, and I was doing security at the Warner Theater. And when that concert was over with, I was on my way home, and I walked outside the building. After we cleared the building, everybody was gone. And I remember walking outside, and this dude walking past me screaming and yelling. I was like, what's up, cuz? He was like, you ain't here? I was like, no. Nah. He said, man, Obama president. I was like, what? And I mean, when I got into my car and turned the radio on and was driving home and I'm downtown, you could just you could just feel it. Everybody was in a certain type of everybody was in a certain type of mindset, like shit was gonna change. Shit was that I mean he was the he was the great hope back then. And as the years went on, we saw that that shit was not what we thought it was gonna be. I mean, you you got people on one end saying Obama ain't do shit. You got other people saying that he did. And for the most part, you know, the facts will tell you that, you know, it's borderline. The amount of shit that he could have done And the amount of shit that he did do And I mean you know To me it's still Neither here or there Because I mean when you're the president You still don't have ultimate Total control Of The decisions that you make You still got people that gonna push back And got enough pull 
that'll make you pull that sh your decision back and try to meet them halfway. And with this cocksucker in office, people have been paying attention to politics way more often. If it wasn't for Trump, jokers who normally didn't pay attention to politics would not be paying attention to politics. But if it had not been for this cocksucker to get in office, people people are like, damn. You heard what happened? You see what this nigga did? And as and, and, and you know, you know, as reluctantly as people would like to acknowledge it, I mean Trump has really made people pay attention to politics more than they ever have ever in life. Ever. Like literally. Like my mother, you know, Paid attention to the Obama administration But since this cocksucker has been in office My mother has been like the family um, Correspondent She can tell you names Of different Republicans She can tell you names of different Democrats She can tell you names of different Treaties uh, 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 um, She can tell you different names of um, Conspiracies And just all types of shit and, and it's and it's shocking to me, I mean, because my mother is like sixty seven, but she paying attention. Just like these niggas getting out of jail, or niggas that's in jail, they paying attention. And if it, and if it had not been for Trump winning, and getting into office, motherfuckers would not be paying attention to what the fuck is going on out here. I mean, yes, we still paying attention to social media. Yes, we still paying attention to what's going on around the country. You know, um, unarmed killings of unarmed black people by police. You know, the latest bullshit that I saw on the internet was a lady. Um, I can't remember what state this was in. I'm going to say it was Colorado. But an officer came to this lady's house. And um, she was explaining that. Her son had came and kicked the door in and she wasn't allowing him to come in the house and she was pretty much like not letting him come in and the officer was like, no, that's against the law. You can't do that. And this nigga is on, on camera telling her all the wrong shit. And he ended up arresting this mother and he arrested her and she went to the police station and they end up letting her go. Um, she wasn't uh, filed with any criminal charges. But the kicker was they let this fucking police officer off the force but didn't ever say what his accountability was. Because this lady was like, you know what? I'm done talking to you. I'm going to kick the door. I'm, I'm going to close my door in my house. I'm gone. I'm done talking to you. He like forcibly pushed his foot and pushed the door open. And she basically like pushed his arm like, listen, you don't need to be in my house. And when she pushed his arm, he like, okay, that's it. You're under arrest. And it's just like, if you don't know the law, if you don't know the oath that you took and what the fuck you supposed to be doing as far as serving and protecting the community, then you fucked up. You shouldn't be in that. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be in that position. She explained to this man that her son had warrants, all types of shit. And he was like, oh, yeah, we saw that. So if you saw that, what are we talking about? And so, again, it's just about being being able to change the mindset 
and and try to reset and try to think about what we're doing. And it ain't just, you know, just normal people. It ain't just, you know, um, you know, police officers. It's all of us. We all got to take a fucking step back and recognize that we all got some changing to do. We all got some shit that's a, that's with us that we can change. I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't give a fuck if it's our dad, if it's the people that we talking to, the relationships that we in, motherfuckers that we work with, jobs that we got. It don't matter what the fuck it is. We all got something that we can change in order to allow our lives to be a little bit better than what it is now. And we got to. We have got to do everything in our power to allow ourselves to be better than we were yesterday. Changing the mindset. Knowing when to switch it up. We have to. If we don't, we 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 gonna fall in that trap of, you know what I'm saying, destroying ourselves. Because at the end of the day, you know, if we don't, you know, take time to recognize what's going on with us, we we just, you know, like 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 Larry Hoover said, man, shit. We at the point of no return. And 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 that's where we at. We at the point of no return. We at the point where nothing's gonna come back to us positive. Cause we we just out here doing whatever. You know? We out here not really trying to find out what the gun laws are. We not really out here trying to find out what our legal right is to carry a firearm, to purchase a firearm. You know, that movie, that movie, The Purge, yeah, it's a movie. But who's to say that shit ain't going to happen in real life? Who's to say that one day the United States government picks a day and say, you know what, this is a day where everybody can do whatever the fuck they want to do. And for 24 hours, there is no crime. There is no charge. There is no punishment. There is no penalty. What if that shit really happens? Are we prepared for that? I mean, I can honestly speak for myself. I'm not, you know, fully equipped like, you know, some of these white boys or some of these counterparts that I know, brothers who strap. But, you know, I feel like if 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 you come knocking on this door and you not and you not right. It's, it's going to be a problem. And, and there ain't going to be no problem on nobody in, inside this house. It's going to be a problem on whoever across that threshold. Because <laughs> I'm going to give you something to think about. Flat out. And I mean, my man Leroy, you know, he, he led by that knife, man. He lived by that knife, and he died by that knife. I mean, it, 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 to me, it wasn't it wasn't a coincidence that he went out. His demise was by a knife, because that's 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 kind of what he lived by. That's what he used. That was his weapon of choice, to, so to speak. And that was the weapon who that took him out, man. And so when we talk about, you know, a lot of the shit that we go through on a daily basis, it's like, you know what I'm saying? What what are we doing? 
why are we not able to take advice from those in our circle that we say mean something or they are important to us? Because I know for me, you know, I'm at the point now where it ain't no cut cards with me. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. And if you don't take what I tell you as advice, then it is what it is. I'm a grown man. I can't tell you what to do. I can only say, listen, I've been through this. I've done this. I've been through this. This is what happened to me. You know, it was years before I got a good job. It was years before I got this. You know, it was times that me and my brother bumped heads because he ain't think that I was on, you know, the right path. Or, you know, my mother felt a certain type of way because she felt like I should have been doing something else and I was doing this. And I mean, as nobody can ever really tell you what you should be doing. Only you know that. You can get advice. People can tell you what they think about you. But ultimately, it's about you and about what the fuck you do. And it's, and it's always good to have family members to tell you where you fucking up at. It's always good to have family members and friends call people in your group to say, look, man, you fucking up. And if you hear that enough, it'll resonate. And you'll be like, damn, I'm really fucking up. But when do you pull the trigger and be like, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to take my fat ass to the gym. Or I'm going to stop fucking with these bitches or I'ma stop selling drugs or I'ma stop doing this or I'm, whatever the fuck it is you think you need to stop doing can't nobody stop you from doing whatever it is you doing you gotta do that ain't nobody gonna make you ain't nobody gonna make you stop doing that so you can get all the advice in the world but it's ultimately up to you as the individual and you changing your mindset. Damn. Motherfucking Duce is smooth as a motherfucker. But ultimately, I just feel like we all got our vices. We all got our we all got our shortcomings. We all got, you know, our flaws, our shit with us. I mean, but when do we get it together, man? It's 2019. It's 2019, about to be 2020 now. When the fuck are we going to really get it together, man? And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that we don't got it together. I'm not sitting here saying that everybody fucked up. I'm, I mean, because when I look on my page... On my Facebook, Twitter, IG. I'm connected with a lot of great people. People who are taking care of their kids. People who are um, advancing their careers. People who are family-orientated, married, been in long-term relationships, entrepreneurs, People traveling, whether they married or single, um, people investing, sh giving back, sharing. I mean, I'm connected to a lot of great people. And I do not think that 
it's by chance that I'm connected with a certain amount of people. I think it's for a reason. I think we all catch a vibe and we run with it. And as long as that vibe feels good, it's like, damn, okay. We're going to run with that. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we talking about the murder rate right now in D.C. is 160. But I can remember back in the early 90s, you know what I'm saying, late 80s, when that shit was like 400. <laughs> like, motherfuckers be like, oh, my God, the murder rate is at 160. Man, stop it, man. Stop it. I remember that shit was 400. DC stood for don't come. That's what DC stood for when I was a youngin. DC stood for don't come. I remember I had a conversation with a homie not too long ago. And he was talking about how inmates over in Lawton, DC residents, they would ship them all different places. And they could go to any other state penitentiary institution, whatever, and go to that institution and run shit. Motherfuckers from D.C. And will run shit. Like, it's so many different stories that I've heard. I mean, I remember I was listening to um, Sean Branch on YouTube. And he was pretty much saying some of the same shit. How motherfuckers was overlording and they was running shit and get shipped somewhere else. And just, I mean, you know, that's just our mentality, man. I mean, we have a history. We have a mentality. We have a mindset in particular situations. But why can't we change that mindset when we done with a certain situation? Like if we out of jail, we done with our time, we dealt, we, 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 um, we played. And, and 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 um dealt with the causes that that we've been dealt and we've 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 overcome we've gotten through like and now we we grown and like why the fuck we can't come home and give back to these youngers and talk to them and, and try to tell them what's really going on out here because shit is fucked up out here and I'm tired of hearing people talking about yeah the youngers fucked up they fucked up they fuck yeah they fucked up. Because they ain't got nobody talking to them. And I know, I know it's hard to talk to these youngers. I know. But they don't have no individuality with them. They don't know who the fuck they are. They don't know where the fuck they from. D.C. has history. And I'm not, I'm not by a long shot asking nobody to condone violence or, con, or condone a lot of the shit that's going on in D.C. But if you go back to history and look at some of the history that D.C. got, man. I mean, we it's some thorough motherfuckers from D.C. As little as this place is, we are known worldwide, man. I haven't been anywhere yet where a motherfucker asks me, where you from? And I say D.C. And they look at me like, damn, you from D.C.? Sheesh. I know you've been through some shit. Exactly. And that, and, that does, and that doesn't take away anything from where they from. But they can relate. Either they've been to D.C., they heard about D.C., they got family members in D.C. I mean, they can relate. When I went to Dale State and we told motherfuckers we from D.C., they was like, damn, okay, these niggas from D.C., okay. We heard about D.C., of course. 
especially if you from Philly, New York, uh, Jersey, uh, you know, Connecticut, up north. Yeah, you know, you you know, you know. If you if you saw paid in full, then you already hip. You already hip. And so I'm just I'm I don't know I'm just at the point where I just feel like we got to get to a point where we got to change the mindset, man. At some point, we got to be able to tune a lot of the old bullshit out and let some of the knowledge and some of the shit that we we've been receiving over the years to resonate. Because there's a lot of good people doing some good things out here, man. I mean, for example, my man Vaughn, Love More Brand, man. He he doing some some fabulous things in the community, man. Third Street, Fourth Street, Sixth Street, you know, uh, Cure the Streets. My man Rollo, man, and, and, and company. Um, it, it's so many people I can name, you know what I'm saying, Jimmy Jenkins, um, Treyon White, Tony Lewis Jr., I mean, there's so many different people that I can name that's doing some shit out here, man, Mouton, everybody know Mouton, you know, and you know, it, you know, everybody got their opinion, everybody got their thoughts. Of whoever, but the point is doing something better, man. Being better than you were yesterday. Stop following the f- in the footsteps of bullshit, thinking that it's not gonna end up being bullshit. Cause that's all. That's all it's gonna end up being is some bullshit. If you keep doing the same shit over and over and fucking over, these youngins are crying out for help, man. That's what the issue is. These youngins talk a good game. They saying a lot of tough man shit. But we all know when they get in and they get in these rooms with these motherfucking investigators, they flipping. They singing like canaries because they can't handle that pressure for real. They just can't. Everybody ain't suited for this lifestyle, man. I mean, um, you know, Fortunately for me, I have seen and have been through a lot in my life. And sometimes it's not easy for me to talk about some of the shit that I've been through. But I feel like I got to let it out so people can relate and be like, yeah, I, 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 hear, what the fuck, I hear what the fuck Slim talking about. Because I've, 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 I've robbed motherfuckers. I've shot at motherfuckers. Motherfuckers have shot at me. Like, I've I've been through a lot of shit, man. Selling drugs was just part of it. When you in the street and you involved with some shit, that shit changes your whole life, period. Because now you in a whole different ballgame. You in a whole, whole different element. Where you got to know how to handle yourself 24-7, seven days a week. And it involves a lot of different shit. Knowing who the fuck with, knowing who not to fuck with, knowing if this nigga a clown, knowing if this nigga trying to rob you. It's just so much shit to think about, and that shit can fuck a nigga head up. 
Like, I remember in another um, episode, I talked about my man who came home from D.C. jail. He got raped. And when he came home, it fucked him up. He was just coming home, getting at niggas. Just for the simple fact, niggas raped him. So when he got out, he was fucking, fucking up motherfuckers' families and just, just carrying it. But that shit will fuck with you. And people need to understand that that's not a cycle that need to be repeated. You know, I know I hear people always say, oh, man, people been shooting people for a long time. That shit ain't. Yeah, but when the fuck does it stop? When the fuck is enough enough? It's been a, it was a, it was a fucking article that I read and I posted it about, you know, over 300,000 black people have killed black people. Over the last 35 years. When the fuck do we change that? Come on, y'all. That's, that's, that's. We got to change that up, man. 300,000. 35 years. That's a lot of death. That's a lot of violence. And people, you know, walking around. You know, talking about body cameras and police and, you know, now it's the human trafficking shit. I mean, it's just so much shit. It's like, come on, man. When do we change it up, man? When do we unify and really, you know, do some of the shit that Malcolm and Martin and, you know, Marcus Garvey and a lot of these, you know what I'm saying? These freedom fighters that was really trying to get us in a place of, you know, being different. Relevant, man. I mean, that article that I read, 300,000 murders by black people, 35 years. That, sh- that shit is powerful. That's a, that's a large number. And we, we, we can't keep doing that because we, we just killing ourselves. I mean, I know we got a whole lot of energy when it's the police that's doing it to us, but when it's us, Doing it to us, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't a lot of energy, man. Shout out to my man, Pastor Venable, man. His brother, Clarence Venable, was just recently shot, man. He was over there off of Du Bois, man. Off of Du Bois place, man. Trying to, you know, be a, be an impact in the community, man. And, 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 and fail to, to this violence, man. And it's, it's, it don't make sense. But we just doing it to ourselves. It ain't the police doing it to us. It's us doing it to us. I can't remember what song, but it say it ain't, or it's Tupac. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't them doing it to us. It's us doing it to us. It's us killing us. And and it is us, it's us. Doing it to us. And we doing it on all fronts. We hate on each other. We talk bad about each other. We don't uplift each other. I mean, shit is crazy. Shit is crazy. And I'm just amazed how we think shit's supposed to change. And we don't change. Shit is crazy. I mean, it's this big thing about Oprah. And that's another conversation. But just think about Oprah and... You know, 
her talking about Michael Jackson and now she get ready to do this other story on Russell Simmons and this motherfucker's like, well, why the fuck you ain't talking about Weinstein, your boy that you been seeing in pictures kissing up on? Why you ain't talking about these white motherfuckers? Why you always finding a way to do documentaries about black people? You know, that's neither here or there. Because it ain't enough of us out there putting our motherfucking, I don't want to say pride, but, you know, setting shit aside, man, and really thinking about us as a race overall and trying to do something different, man. Shit is really fucked up out here. And I know for me, my little ones, you know, and my family, and when I say little ones, I mean my daughter, my oldest daughter, both my nieces, my nephews. Like, shit is real. And we got to look out for our peoples, man. We got to reach out, extend that love, man. Got to. Cause shit is definitely real out here, and 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 this conversation is basically just talking about, you know, really knowing when to go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and just just look at yourself. And and, and I said this before in another episode, but Ti got a song, and it basically says that when you look back at your life. What do you see? What do you what do you see when you look back at your life? That's a good that's a good ass question. Tell me what you see when you look back at your life. What the fuck do you do? How have you changed from 1990 whatever till 2000 and whatever? Are you still doing the same shit? And I, and, I, and, and I tell people all the time, it ain't about you can't go party, you can't go live your life, you can't, you know what I'm saying? But what part of your life have you changed and switched some shit up? Like what, like what part of your life have you switched up? Damn, that motherfucker do say serious. Well, what part of your life have you changed? Like, like we gotta, we gotta change some shit up, man. Because shit, it ain't getting no better. And I don't want to keep hearing about this murder race shit, cause the shit that's going on now, yes, it's unfortunate. And yes, it has been happening for a long time, and it does not mean that it's okay. But these youngsters need to know that this, this murder rate, one hundred and sixty. Plus murders that's going on Man listen When I was a youngster Man that murder rate was at like 400 So this 160 shit This some slight shit 400 mean motherfuckers getting Funerals every week Fuck every month And, and, it's, and it's unfortunate and, it's, and it shouldn't be reciprocated But it's happening but we got to understand that we are smarter, 
stronger, and fully equipped to be better than we were yesterday. And that's what we need to focus on. Being better than we were yesterday. It's the six man, y'all. And I'm just telling you. I'm always going to shoot from the hip, man. And we got to try to be better, man. Because shit ain't getting no better out here. And in order for us to get better, man, I was looking at a picture that I posted of the Million Man March. Back in um, October of uh, 1995, October 16th, 1995. And I was in Upper Marlboro, H11A. And I watched the Million Man March in my cell, in my little slot. And even though I wasn't there, it impacted me because I would have liked to be there. So I could imagine if I was there what that would have did to me. But I also realized the type of impact that it had on me, even though I wasn't there, but I was able to see it. And there's a lot of youngins that didn't see that one or the second one. And so I think we just need to bring a lot of the shit that we used to do back. Teen Summit, Million Man March, you know, just... A lot of the forms that we used to have and just talk man because you know you'd be surprised what we would learn from these youngsters even though we say they crazy and you know don't nobody want to talk to them we need to talk to them we need to hear where they coming from because there might be an opportunity where they can learn from us and then we can learn from them and we can make everything a little bit better than what it is now. And, and I mean, I tell you, man, my slogan is be better than you were yesterday because that's that's a real statement. You can definitely be better than you were yesterday. For sure. For sure. We all make mistakes. We all fuck up. We all do shit. But you can definitely be better, man. And that's the whole premise for this show, man. It's just, it's just to... Keep it, keep it a hundred, keep it funky, and uh, switch it up, man. Change the mindset. Be better than you were yesterday, man. For real. Six man, y'all. Y'all be easy. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do, man. And definitely be better than you were yesterday. Y'all be easy. Being a black man in today's society is not an easy task. And by no means am I discrediting the black woman because it's an even harder task for them if they're a single mother. But it's a lot of black men out here who are trying their best to be great men, first and foremost, trying to be great fathers and trying to be great family men. And there was a generational gap that hindered us where we didn't get the right teaching or guidance 
from black men in our community, whether it was our father, uncle, you know, just that male figure who did drop the ball on showing us what it is to be a, a, a great father or a great family man. And so I feel like encouragement helps men be better than they were yesterday. Encouragement is an action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. That confidence helps build a man's motivation to be better than he was yesterday in regards to being a better black man, father, and family man. Encouragement, it inspires, it motivates, and it stimulates action. And if men can come together and encourage other men to be better than they were yesterday, I think that's a great thing. Because it's not easy being a black man in today's society, period, point blank. And again, I'm not giving any discredit to my sisters, but I'm speaking specifically to my brothers. We have to step up and we need to encourage each other on a daily basis to be better than we were yesterday as men, as fathers, and as family men, heads of the house. We have to encourage each other, man. It's the sixth man. I'm a father. I'm a black man. And I'm asking you brothers to be encouraged to be better men, better fathers, and better family men. It's a new year. I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Be motivated. Be encouraged. Be stimulated to do the right thing. And always be better than you were yesterday. Peace.